Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy, Stand Out, Be Heard and Influence. And yes, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says the more niche you get, the less competition and you become known as the go-to person, the person that they think of when they need that particular service. So, joining me on today's show is Susan Friedman. Now, Susan, she is a CSP. She's also a niche marketing expert and best-selling author of 17 books. And she is on a mission to wipe out sameness, add vitality and differentiation to your marketing. Now, for over 25 years, she has trained and coached entrepreneurs on how to become a recognized authority in their niche market. And on today's show, Susan's going to share how to find the right niche market packed with your ideal clients. She's going to talk about the three biggest challenges to plan your marketing and as well as how you too can benefit from these powerful marketing methods. Now, we are going live today. I know that there's a number of you watching. If you have a question, that's the beauty of being here live when we record an episode because you can ask your questions and I'll make sure that I pose them through to Susan and she can answer them for you. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here, Anne-Marie. It's it's so much fun. I had you on my podcast a few weeks ago, and now you're returning the favour. So thank you. you. That's the brilliance, I think, of podcasting because, you know, we get the honour and the pleasure to be able to share with our community, but then we're also able to have other experts and authorities in their field, such as you coming back and sharing. And I think, you know, especially the topic that you're talking about today is so important because there's so many more people online, you know, businesses now sharing their message online that we need to all do a check-in and say, you know, are we focused? Are we niched enough uh, to really cut through all of the noise? And as you say, position yourself as that authority. Would you just, let's get on the same page. When you talk about niche, because I know some people have probably gone, yeah, yeah, we've heard about before, you know, as we do, because as business owners, we're always telling clients to do that. But it's so important. Why would you say that? Why do you say it's so important niching? The differentiation. I mean, I think you said it so well in the intro to this session. If you want to be seen as a thought leader, an authority in your field, you've got to stand out from the crowd. And it is a very, very crowded marketplace, as we know. And there's so much sameness out there. And we don't want to just be, you know, just out there the same as everybody else. We want to stand out. So uh, that's really the main aspect here that we're looking at because it's so difficult. Yeah. is. It's so true. I was just sharing um, earlier, I, I was being interviewed. And I was saying, you know, sometimes as business owners, we can be out there sharing a message, but we can also be 
detracting our ideal clients and confusing because of the fact that we are out there sharing so much conflicting information about where we want to position ourselves. So, I love that you're going to help us to find that right need <laughs> that's packed with your ideal clients. So, but let's talk about some of the mistakes. I mean, obviously talking about too many things, jack of all trades, master of none. We know that. But what are some other things that you typically see businesses doing, which is stopping them from really being seen as that trusted authority? What would you say? some of those mistakes are? I think the biggest issue is people are frightened to niche themselves. They think, oh my goodness, if I just focus in one particular niche area, that means I'm not going to get clients in other areas. And what if they want to buy from me and I'm stuck in this niche, what shall I do? Well, of course, you can sell to anybody you want. <laughs> However, if you, the more you are focused on a certain target audience, the more they're just going to be the ones who come to you for your products and services, for your advice, for your thought leadership. And, you know, that's really what it is. They've got to get to know you, but they can't get to know you when there's so much noise around and everybody else is vying for the same, you know, market as you are. So, niching yourself, finding that target audience, finding that right, the right people in the right place at the right time, I always like to say. One story that I remember reading, this would have been years ago back when I was in my career practice, and this speaks beautifully into what you've just said. When you courageously uh, identify a certain area, one of the things that will often happen too is your peers, the people who you assumed to be competitors, um, can be your best referral partners. I remember reading a story about a dentist who just came out of um, dentistry school and he said, you know what, I'm going to specialise in paediatric dentistry, but very difficult cases. And he did that. And it wasn't long, and this was in the US, the story, wasn't long before many of his colleagues and peers from a, throughout the country were referring to him. And he was dealing with such difficult cases that patients would often fly to come and see him. Now, he may have, have not decided to do that, but what an incredible example. That's what you're talking about. Not only do you stand out in front of ideal customers, but also to peers, industry stakeholders as well, yes? Very much so. And obviously, they are people you need in order to grow. And they need to know what your expertise is. And so you can refer each other. I mean, since we've gotten to know each other, it's like, oh my goodness, anything to do with podcasting, I know the queen. I just <laughs> want to refer people to you. I've talked about you endlessly. So, yeah, and then this is what happens when people know that you're different. Yes. And that's the differentiation in that marketplace. And you talked about that, the story of uh, this pediatric dentist. And it's interesting because one of my speaker colleagues, I'm very involved in the National Speakers Association. And I know in Australia, you have the Australian Professional Speakers Association, which is part of the whole Global Speakers Association. Any event, um, one of my colleagues was a nurse who was burnt out. She was just fed up with that whole nursing career. It just burnt her out. And she's like, what do I do? 
what do I do? And I was like, okay, Karen, let's have a look at, you know, what do you enjoy doing most? And she's, she's got this beautiful sense of humor. She loves to make people laugh. And she said, I want to use that, but who, who wants to hear me? And I said, well, how about other RNs, other nurses who are in very much the same position as you who are burnt out, but who don't necessarily have the courage to leave the profession. They love it too much. Maybe they want to continue. And here you've got this gift to make people laugh. Why don't you specialize in that area. You become a humorist in the healthcare, particularly for the nursing staff. And that's exactly what she's done. And she's really taken her whole profession to new heights now because she found that path. She found that niche market and it helped her grow. And she just loves what she does, which is really another important aspect of this whole niche marketing is you better love the people you work with and what yeah, you do. Absolutely. What I love about that too, I mean, there's so many aspects of that. I think it's brilliant. Number one, we don't often see what's right in front of us. So isn't it wonderful that we have people such as yourself, uh, Susan, that can really see and, and t- uh, join the dots for us. But secondly, I, I, you know, the, the, the wealth of knowledge and experience she had for that industry automatically gives you um, credibility and and empathy, doesn't it? Because all of these nurses are not only going for support to someone to support them in 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 you know overcoming the 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 burnout, but it's done from a place with I've walked in your shoes. I know what you're going through. Yeah. And when and we're going to talk about you know kind of the marketing aspect of it. You can enter the story because you've walked the journey and you've got insights that you've learned. And that's something else, and you know, that many of us don't recognise as being so valuable. We're so often looking for the destination and where we're going to, to get to that we forget all of the learnings and the challenges we've overcome within that journey can be the systems and the processes and the insights and the learnings we can share to others when we start niching. Would you say that that's also another area that many people overlook when they're talking about, well, what's the right niche for me? They, they forget to look at all of the, you know, the, the evidence and the golden nuggets that they've learned along the way. Well, it's interesting that you should talk about that because in my book, Riches and Niches, How to Make It Big in a Small Market, I talk about the gel formula. This is the what I call the glue that keeps the niche together. And that is G. E-L stands for, G stands for looking at a growth market when you want to find your niche. The E, I believe, between the E and the L are most important. And that is, the E stands for experience. You forget your experience and you rightly said, you know, the credibility, for instance, that Karen had in the marketplace or has in the marketplace with her nurse being an RN and relating so well to other nurses. I've walked in your shoes. I know where, you know, how you feel. I've been there. I've done that. And that is so critical. And then the L is the love. You better love the people, as I said before, who you work with and uh, who you want to serve, um, with, you know, within your niche market with the different products and services that you offer. 
One thing that you were sharing in the story when you relate it in Karen that really relates beautifully to the G in gel, you know, where's this growth area? Often the things that we've complained about whilst we were in that industry, like I'm sure Karen did, is really a, a marker, if you will, of, well, that is what others are struggling with as well. And how often uh, have we complained about something? You know, I wish that someone would do this or I wish that someone who I wish this and that, that in itself could be just such a wonderful seed or, or idea to really uh, mesh out and, and brainstorm out because I'm sure that that's exactly what Karen was able to do is to look at, you know, well, what would I have loved to, to have support? And and from there, she was able to wrap that into the story, the support as well, yes? Absolutely. And it's interesting that you say that because one of the most important aspects of any product or service that you offer someone is that support. Yeah, knowledge is one thing and people will pay for knowledge. But at the end of the day, there's so much knowledge and information out there, but it's the support. It's holding your hand through the process. And that's what I spend a lot of time doing. Um, My niche market is... uh, non-fiction authors I work with. I have a publishing company, as you well know, Aviva Publishing. And I hold my author's hand in order to help them take the message that they have in their book and how are they going to take that out to the marketplace? Who is the market who absolutely need to have and hear the message that these people are offering? So it, it very much is that support. Support is so important these days, more than anything. And I know that that's something that you offer your clients. And it's something that people really, really value um, with whatever you, you know, sell them. (laughs) (laughs) And because, you know, we've spoken about, you know, how to find the right niche. And I think through the examples that you've shared with Karen, the pediatric dentist, I mean, those are great examples, which people can, can then, okay, well, what's, what's similar or what can I use and and take from that to adapt to, to the situation that I'm in? And so they may have identified, look, there is a need. So there's, it's a growth area. I have the right experience and uh, there's really has uh, has legs and I love those individuals. But then there's a difference to being able to do that and then taking that message to the world. So what are the three biggest challenges, Susan, when it comes to planning our marketing? Well, first of all, there's a, mar- a mindset. I call it the three M's, is the mindset. Having the right mindset going into, you know, the whole marketing aspect Uh, realizing that you've got to have the right attitude when you work with people, when with whatever you're selling, however you're going to serve them is, you know, what's that mindset you that you need? And more often than not, it's the fact that you need to see yourself as an expert as well in that area. You can't go in hoping that somebody is going to suddenly crown you as the expert. I know that, you know, you were called a podcasting queen by somebody, but you also earn that, that somebody came up with that for you. Um, So the mindset is very important. The message, what message do you want to take out to the marketplace? 
what what do you want to be known for? What are the benefits that you have to offer? And then actually the market itself, what are their needs? Do you really know and understand what those frustrations, you know, you mentioned frustrations earlier. It's like, what are those frustrations? What are those challenges? What are the needs? How can you help these people and with whatever it is that you're offering? Uh, as I said, for me, it's the services to help my authors find the right market for their books so that they can be seen as an expert authority in their niche market. Yeah. And it's that differentiation. Um, so it, that's what people want. They want to, they want to be recognised, but also they have to be in a certain marketplace in order to be recognised. I love that. You know, and, and when we're talking around the, the niching, what's so important is that when we have identified that marketplace, what I often find, and I've done this myself too, Susan, so I, I share this through experience, is that sometimes our message, we can be too wide. And then I've even had clients say, what are you working on today? Or, or colleagues, I said, what are you doing today? You know, and, and um, to me, I didn't realise that because my message, this was years ago, of course, was spread so thin, people didn't really really could not really put any kind of label on me other than, well, I don't know, go and talk to Amory. She's always doing lots of different things. And and then social media came and then I started to share about that. But I was really all about branding. And I share the story because often I was speaking about it and doing it and people were saying, come and talk to me, a group about this. And I was happy to share but by doing so, I watered down the message. So we need to be really careful about what we're sharing, what we're taking to the world, because everything that we put out there builds our brand, builds our reputation as a trusted authority, or it can really be watered down quite significantly. Yes, yeah, I, I think that's a really important point is that, you know, do you want to be seen as a jack of all trades? And yes, yeah, go to Anne-Marie. She knows a lot of things. She's got a lot of resources. But then at the end of the day, what is Anne-Marie really an expert in? Mm. And it's podcasting. I mean, when you found your niche market, yeah. you know, then you really, I bet that your business just took off. Yeah. You know what happened? Sorry for interrupting. Because I, yeah. I, I shared with such passion because I know don't do this because I did this. You know, the greatest lesson that I learned was when I remember sitting around a table, I was part of a committee for a women's network group. And uh, one of my colleagues said, yeah, I've, you know, this is just chatting before the meeting started. She said, yeah, I've just handed a branding consultant to really help me. And then all of a sudden, she stopped. She went, oh, that's what you do, don't you, Anne-Marie? I go, yeah, I do. She goes, I'm so sorry. She said, you've been talking about social media over the last number of months. I completely forgot. And that that at that stage, I went, wow, I have tarnished my brand because mm -hmm. I've been, you know, willing to speak and even share with their group too. And it was at that time that I realised right from now on I need to be really intentional. So when I decided um, – you know, people are saying podcasting queen, there's something in that. It was then I thought my message is going to go deep and it's going to go narrow. And I did that intentionally for years. Yeah, well, don't we all learn from our mistakes? Uh, I mean, I, I've made so many, it's like, I could write a book. I could write a whole series. Exactly. Exactly. It's like all the mistakes we learn from those mistakes. But you're right. It's like, 
if you don't go deep, narrow and deep, then that's the broad and narrow, the broad um, and horizontal, you know, wide rather, <laughs> finding the right words. Um, it, yeah. I mean, then people don't know where to put you. Yes. And people need that. You know, when your friend went in terms of branding, she it was somebody who was top of mind when she was thinking branding. You were not there. You were an afterthought. And we do not want to be an afterthought. We don't want to be an afterthought. <laughs> not. No, no. So it's that idea of being top of mind all the time with what it is that you're an expert in. Yes. So as far as, you know, I'm concerned, it's it's being recognized as somebody who will help nonfiction authors find that differentiation in the marketplace, help them to become recognized for that expertise. That's what I want to be. And I'm, you know, <laughs> building yeah. on that over only take, and I don't know how many years, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what, that what you just said there, I think is brilliant. And we recognize that you need to be patient it needs to be intentional and it needs to be strategic and and at that stage once I realized that then I have been doing that and of course what I realized was I use an aspect of branding and positioning to really help people create a podcast that is going to very much position them as a trusted authority so fast forward many many years later I remember being um, uh, yeah hired to speak for a, a council you know, over another the other side of town. And it was so funny because I remember speaking to a gentleman and uh, he said, uh, he was talking to me and then he said, so who, what brings you here? And I said, I'm actually the speaker. And he went, oh, so you're the person speaking about branding. And I go, yes, I am. And he goes, wow, I'm impressed. He said, there are so many branding consultants and so forth on the internet. How did they find you? And I kind of smiled at the inside. And I said, well, I don't know. I just practice what I preach. I walk. <laughs> But it's true. Every message, every article, every podcast, and that's exactly what this person who ended up hiring me said. I love the way that you really position yourself, and it's under that kind of the umbrella statement. So, you know, and so what you're saying today, um, Susan, I know it works when you follow the system. You yeah. follow. It absolutely does. Um, I've changed careers over my 30 plus years, as many as many people do. And I became an expert in the trade show industry. And I was the go-to person for 25 years when it came to um, training people how to work a trade show or an exhibition. Yeah. And uh, I lost the passion for that. But to, in order to become that expert, I was in the media, I constantly was writing articles, I was being interviewed, and it took the time to build. You know, you mentioned it, it doesn't happen straight away. There's no overnight success. Mm. There's nobody that I know, and I, I don't know, you may be different, but an overnight success doesn't exist because what you see or what you don't see is the are the years of hard labor that get you to that tipping point of Ma Malcolm Gladwell says that all of a sudden you're like oh here she is yes, you know those late nights 
Oh, the time when there's sweat on your brow and your pen in hand thinking, is this worth it? But we know it's a passion. It's just something in us, isn't it? We just cannot help but that, but share that message. Yeah. But I, I think what that speaks into is that's so we need to be so clear, not just from a point of view, but the fact that we say niching, niching, it's because it is going to take work. It is going to become, you know, um, a labor of love, really. But what happens is often that slowly you're planting the seeds and you're, you know, you're nurturing that seed that people then become your greatest ambassadors. And then before, and so it can happen quite, you know, once you build that momentum, but it is often on, you know, the foundation. Of, of the work that you've put in. Let's finish finish off by saying, you know, how too can people benefit from these powerful marketing methods, the things that we've just spoken about? I um, mean, you've obviously shared some successes that you've had across different industries, so people can use these in different industries. You've oh, yeah. done that, followed the same principles. So let's finish off by sharing some of these benefits and these powerful marketing methods. Well, the benefits are literally that you become the go-to person, the person that people People think about when it when you know branding, podcasting, differentiation. You know, uh, being a recognised expert in your industry. I mean, that really at the end of the day is w- what people want, and of course, hopefully, that's going to lead to some money making opportunities. Because hey, we're all in business to make money. I would hope, unless we're a non profit, but uh, even then, they they still I need, need finances to be yeah. able to. <laughs> So it's it's that recognition that people are going to invite you to speak. Um, you can do coaching. You can do training. I mean, these are all wonderful opportunities, consulting. You're there for them uh, in whatever they need. So, you know, it is that recognition as the expert, as the go-to authority that you're the top of mind, that people are going to come to you. But you've got to be seen. You've got to be heard. You you can't be a well-kept secret because um, people aren't going to look and discover you and say, hey, you know, come and be on my show if they've never heard of you. So uh, it, it is that. Something that um, just came to me, and I think you know where we're at at, at the moment globally, when we're doing when we're doing and implementing everything that you've spoken about, really positioning ourselves, doing it intentionally with our message, and becoming that trusted authority. Uh, even if we've tended to um, use a platform through which we're sharing our message, such as speaking, you know, you kind of mentioned speaking. Even should all of a sudden, you know, this pandemic has stopped speaking your name continues to be shared and then you're still the person that when all of the speakers go from an in-person platform to an online platform, your reputation and your name still precede you and they still reach out to you and say, look, can you speak on the podcast? We're doing a virtual event. So even if the methods change and how we share the message, um, your expertise, your reputation is still out there. That's really important too, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got to constantly be out there, come rain or shine. And, you know, as you said, during this time, uh, we're in very challenging times at the moment, especially if you're in the speaking business. You know, I've got colleagues who from overnight having a full calendar to nothing. And I think, you know, people in that position as well. So, yes, 
but you still got to be out there. Your tribe, your audience still need you. They need your support. They want to know that you're not only in it for the money, that you're really dedicated to helping and supporting them. And that might mean offering free services, you know, during tough times. And that's okay. You know, people will remember. They'll remember that when this is over, that you were out there for them. Mm. So that will pay dividends. It really yeah. will. I, I firmly believe that. <laughs> your services and, and also share. That is why I think when we're building our reputation as a trusted authority, what we've just experienced as, as kind of the, the world really does validate the importance of building our own platforms, having our own assets in books, courses, programs maybe even a podcast, your own (laughs) Because guess what? A pandemic is not going to close that down. (laughs) That is going to live out there 24-7, 365 days a a year. I was just sharing earlier in the the last podcast that I I did, I was being interviewed. I said, you know, the worst business failure that I ever had was a number of years ago now was the best thing that ever happened to me because it really, um, you know, forced me to look at things that were just not working, the things that I'd glanced over and it and that serious hard look kind of, you know, lit a fire in me to say, right, this, I'm going to learn from this and and that is. And so there's many people in that stage now reevaluating what's going to happen moving forward. Let it be, you know, can I just speak into your life? And I'm sure you have some insights too that this is just the beginning. You've got some learnings and some, you know, maybe new IP that you can birth through this. Um, you know now moving forward you've got to have some digital assets and some platforms that that are yours that you can control that no one can take away from you and that this could be the best thing that ever happened because through that your business can now go to heights that you may not have been able to. I mean, I spoke to someone just a couple of weeks ago, Susan, whose business was very much in person. He had the next two years mapped out, but he said that cancelled overnight. But now I have online programs and trainings. He said, I'm working with more people now than I could ever work face-to-face because there's only so many hours of the day and only one of me. And so, you know, often out of our biggest challenges comes the biggest breakthroughs and you know, hang on to that because it's possible for you too. You just got to recognize it and take the right. Recognize it and be open to creativity, being open to change. Again, goes back to the mindset. It's like we're in a very changing environment. And so if you want to stay afloat, you got to go with the, with the flow. Yeah. You really do. And if, uh, if it means putting out online courses instead of being live. Do it. You know, do your own programs. And people need still need speakers. There's yeah. still events now, but they're virtual events. Yeah. And so we're we are now beaming uh, live across well, seven different platforms, seven different platforms that is going to live out in the world after we finish, which yeah. we just to do now. Uh, Look, Susan, I have just enjoyed our conversation. I know that we have just only scratched the surface. There's so much more, which is why I'm going to invite you to share with people how can they get in contact with you to find out more about your awesome work. 
Well, thank you. And I would love to offer your viewers, your listeners, um, uh, 10 questions to ask to find your niche market. That's one giveaway that I would love to offer. And the second is I would love to offer them a 20-minute um, find your niche opportunity with me and I'll do this via Zoom, you know, I'll do it over the phone, you know, whatever's easiest based obviously where you're located. Um, and just email me at Susan, S-U-S-A-N, at Aviva, that's my uh, pubs, that's the publishing company, A-V-I-V-A, P-U-B-S dot com, avivapubs.com, Susan at avivapubs.com. I would love to share and be helpful to your listeners and your viewers. So thank you for the opportunity. Appreciate that. That's so good because sometimes we just need someone to help unpack, unravel that. And uh, once we get that, okay, Susan, we need to do this. Let's let's get let's get stuck in and and build that out because the seeds that we're planting, the foundations that we're building now, will continue to be what we can stand upon, isn't it? And and nurture and grow as we continue to move forward. And uh, thanks once again for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks, Anne Marie. Take care. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry? Access our free five-day money, marketing, and mindset boost masterclass. Go to www.industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. That's industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass.